0: It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Ray Cross.
1: Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the ah, game. Don't worry. I got the rules plate. People get out of our way. Au I Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you
0: even old enough to try? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI.
2: At 11.02 on this Bruins Thursday, we go to the Harbor One hotline and welcome in our very own and Nessens Andrew Raycroft, Between the Pipes with Razor, presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. Razor Andy Hart is in for Keith. Good morning, friend. How are you?
1: Good morning, guys. I'm great. Thanks. You?
2: Uh very good. So is it uh is it true that it'll be a leanest night tonight against Ottawa?
1: Seems like it should be a leanest night. He's he's played extremely well even even in the loss on Sunday to Washington. He's he's been carrying the mail pretty well. And then again with Swayman uh you know, taking another loss the other night, and it's certainly not his fault, but but a good couple days for him to, to continue to work on his game.
0: Are you concerned about Swayman? I think Bruce Cassidy the other night said he was fine, I think might have been the adjective he used. Uh, Where do you think Swayman's game is and is going?
1: Well, yes, Bruce is, uh, you know, always looks for an extra save from his goaltenders, like most head coaches. And I would say he was fine, too. We've seen him make a couple of those saves, I think, throughout the season. And He's going through a bit of a rough patch. He hasn't won in in, in four games, and and he hasn't had the best. Well, he did win, sorry, he won beat Columbus. But even in that game, he gave up two goals on the first eight shots in 21 minutes. Didn't look completely sharp handling the puck uh, in any of these games. I thought it was a good step forward from the Detroit game, from the Columbus game, from the Toronto game. Uh, the other night, but but he's still got to get his game to another gear, another level like we saw in February for him to be that playoff guy.
2: So, Razor, there's been some chatter in terms of Bruce Cassidy's crankiness the past <laughs> couple of uh, days. We know that he got after the third line as he is wont to do. He mentioned Charlie Coyle by name. Yesterday at practice, it was, I got all bleepin' day, y'all want to be bleepin' stubborn, I'll stand here all bleepin' day, which sounds very high school-ish, but of course the issue of, hey, is are, are these highly paid professional athletes going to get their nose out of joint based on the way the coach is reacting? What do you make of Cassidy's crankiness this week?
1: Well, I think it's an easy time for him to be cranky. I think it's understandable that, you know, listen, at 82 games, NHL coaches get cranky, and, and they, they have times where they, they feel like they have to crack the whip on guys. And, and the Bruins are in that this holding pattern right now, right, where where they're automatically in the playoffs. There's really no matchup that you're looking for. None of these top eight teams are really looking at a matchup and saying well we want this team or we want that team they're they're all in the playoffs so this is under i think it's a little understandable that one the players are kind of looking at it and going through a little bit of a holding pattern and the coach is also looking at it from his point of view saying we need to be continuing this process we need to still build on our game we can't get complacent because we're not going to be able to just flip the switch game one so it's understandable. There's guys out of the lineup and he just wants to make sure that he has everybody's attention and realize that this, this is going to become for real in about two weeks. And you can't just flip the switch this season because the Eastern conference is just too good.
0: Your friends on the Greg Hill show have been bandying about the idea and I shouldn't say all of them, it's mainly led by Wiggy, that... Uh, oh, and, and Shime And a little Shime, yes, That that he, A, Bruce Cassidy might be feeling the heat, quote-unquote, could his job be on the line, and second to that, could he lose the dressing room with the way he's handling things?
1: I don't think he's going to lose the dressing room because he goes on a rant in practice. And I don't think he's going to lose it because he's in a bad mood after a game that they, you know, they, they played okay, but not a lot of, you know, just bad mistakes. And we saw those bad mistakes and what it's once that, listen, if they were losing four to two and St. Louis blew their doors off and they made the right plays and it was just the way it was, I don't think Bruce would be in a bad mood. It's the way they've played the last little while that they haven't done all season. And he wants to nip it in the bud. So um, there could be other reasons for him losing the room. There could be other ways, but I don't think the last couple of days would do that. Guys are guys recognize when coaches get in bad moods, and, and they get over it pretty quickly.
2: Andrew Raycroft of Nesson. and of course, he's our friend here at Weei as well. He's with us on the Harbor One Hotline with Gresham, and Andy Hart, who is in for Keefe today. I want to ask you about two guys in particular: Trent Frederick's play as of late. And I know we talked about Allmark, and what are you seeing from Jeremy Swayman right now? It looks like he's swimming in deep water and barely keeping his head out.
1: Well, with Jeremy, you know, it's 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 all it's the a little bit of the opposite of when he stepped in last season, and when he stepped in after going down to the minors. That that aggressive, that confidence, that good body language, that playing big, that good positive pop that he had out in the ice i think a little bit he's retreated a little bit he he looks a little tentative he looks like he's not that excited to go out and play the puck he looks like he's just overplaying things a little bit too much and not allowing that game to come to him not allowing pucks to hit him and smother he you know the crew goal the other night he gets out ahead of it so he just looks like he's digging in a little bit too much, at, you know, for a lack of better term, trying too hard. Sometimes in the NHL as a goaltender, you can try too hard and you get ahead of it and you, instead of just allowing the game to come to you. With Trent Frederick, that was a dumb penalty the other night, and they talked about it. You can't go off against, uh, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko is not a guy who's going to engage with a guy like Trent Frederick, and Trent has to know that. He's going to be the one that gets that call and late in the second period against a very good St. Louis Blues team, you can't take those penalties. You can't take those penalties in May this season. So I think for Trent, similar to what we're talking, I think you just need to grab his attention a little bit. He's had a great run for two months, like that entire third line has had. You get into a little bit of complacency, maybe for uh, a use of a word, and maybe Trent's there, and maybe it's their – reasoning to call him out and get him on a penalty that shouldn't have been taken and saying, listen, you gotta—you you can't just uh, rest on your laurels here. You need to continue to, to elevate your game because we need your playoffs."
0: If a Stanley Cup series started tonight, who do you think would be the starting goalie, who should be the starting goalie, and do you need to have a number one goalie when you go into the postseason?
1: Well, they, I, the narrative's changed a little bit on your last question you don't necessarily need it we've seen over the years where you you've had two guys play it's happened quite a bit more often than what it did when I played the the question was absolutely you need a number one Uh, I think the Bruins could similar to what the Islanders did last season because of two reasons one the goalies are both good and the other is the Bruins defensive structure is also very very good and it doesn't change dependent on the goalie in the net so the Islanders last year, they had Sorokin start this Bruins series. He finished the Penguin series. Then Varlamov, Varlamov comes back in, and he runs with the rest of the way. So the Bruins could do that. I think if the playoffs started right today, I think Olmark's your starting goaltender at this point. Swayman was the guy two weeks ago. Olmark's the guy this week. So I think that also can tell you what can change over the next two weeks. I don't think they're locked into one guy or the other, but but just the way Linus has played the last 10 days, I, I think he would be the starter if it was tonight.
2: Tory Krug gets a, a video on his return. Well, we going nuts on the whole video returns. Oh, let's pat them on the head and tell them how great they were and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm the one missing the boat. What do you? What do you, What do you make of? Oh, what no. do you make of this whole thing of uh, everybody's got to get a hell? Uh, Jake DeBrusque by when he gets traded, he'll get a friggin' video when he comes <laughs> back.
1: The video tributes in the NHL are completely out of control, and they're completely absolutely a participation trophy at this point. You've got guys playing like 15 games on teams and getting traded at the deadline and then coming back. Literally guys got traded this year, played their one season, come back and get it. It's like these social media guys, the PR people, feel like they have to hand out these tribute videos to everybody that's played on the team. So I am 100,000% against tribute videos. I think if anyone is going to get them in this Modern age, Tori Krug, he played – he got – it's got to be – there's got to be like some kind of an analytical number. Over 500 <laughs> games, Tory Krug did that. He went to the Stanley Cup Finals. He has that big hit, that one moment. I'm okay with Tori Krug. I'm, I'm still not in love with it. I think it should be maybe a Hall of – like Patrice Bergeron gets one. Yes. Chara. Yes. That, that's yes. it. Yes, there that you go. That should be it. But the way everybody is nowadays with the participation trophies, I never saw a tribute video in my entire career. <laughs> I think the only time I, I was in Madison Square Garden for Brian Leach when they retired is not like when he was gone back for the first time and they did a thing. That's who should get a Brian Leach deserves a tribute video. That was the only one I ever saw in my entire career. And nowadays you can literally find one in the NHL every night. So I'm with you. It's out of control.
0: I'm with you, Razor. I think it's the social media people. They now drive the world. Oh, we can put this on Instagram and it'll blow up. It'll go viral. It's all about the social media. How much of what ails the Boston Bruins of late in their scuffling would be cured by David Pasternak being out there, getting healthy, and, and getting your team on the ice?
1: A lot. And that's the, the other underlying current. When you're, you know, they, they played against a really good St. Louis Blues team without Grizzlick without Lindholm, without David Pasternak, and Carlo left the game early. And they were still in that game most of the time. So there's no reason to hit panic button, but we've certainly seen it, and, and this might foreshadow the power play is really bad. And yeah, that, a lot of that is coming from not having the, the option of David Pasternak out on the flank. Penalty kills are able to be much more aggressive. Over on the right-hand side, they're able to close space because there's no safety valve for the McAvoys, for the Marchands, to the Bergerons, to find David. And he just hits the puck from so many different angles. He's able to find himself, get open. So it's very noticeable on the power play. I think it's been a little noticeable on that second line. Taylor Hall and Hall have done a good job still pushing and driving the pace on that line. But, but there's no question you lose a 50-goal score in your lineup. It, it's going to be missed.
2: All right. For those of you who don't understand the essence of the tickle trunk around Halloween, we asked our guy, Andrew Raycroft, uh, what are you going to be for Halloween? He goes, I don't know. I got to go to the tickle trunk and find a costume. Hence, you can be put in the tickle trunk for good, bad or indifferent. Razor, I have a funny feeling you just might have tipped off what or who goes into the tickle trunk this week.
1: I did. I got it to it a little early, and I've been, as if anyone's been listening over the last few months, I've been extra positive with the tickle trunk, and it's been all roses for the Bruins. Mm -hmm. But as a goaltender, when the team, you don't win a couple games, I love to jump on the power play. It's the easiest thing to do. The best player is on the ice, they don't get criticized very often. But in this situation, the power play could have got them a point against St. Louis probably could have got them a win against Washington. They just haven't been good enough. And, and yes, David Pasternak's out. Yes. Lynn Holmes been out. will take some minutes, but they've got to figure it out tonight against an Ottawa team. And it, it really makes a massive difference in these tighter games at the end of the season. And, and come playoff time, we know how important it is. So power plays in the tickle trunk. Hopefully that motivates them. Uh, if nothing else it should be just the tickle trunk that motivates them to get going.
2: Now, we know you as a professional as a goalie, did you ever at any point in your hockey life actually play on a power play?
1: Oh, for sure. When I was when I was like 9 or 10, I scored like 500 goals. I would have been Wayne Gretzky <laughs> if I had it continued out. I all I did was score goals and uh, I made that life decision at 10 to be a goalie. But, but yeah, they definitely had me out on the power play when I was, when I was nine years old. There's no question. I dig it.
2: Our guy, Andrew Raycroft, you can hear him here on WEI and catch him on Nessun as well. He's with us on the Harbor One Hotline as a part of our Bruins Thursday. Razor, thank you, friend. Good seeing you the other day. We'll catch you soon. Thank you.
1: Sounds great, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks for having me.